0: everybody and welcome back to episode 61 of Extreme Evo Cast, an all purpose Pokemon podcast, where we talk about news, trivia, and everything related to Pokemon. I am your wonderfully bodacious host, Lily Sion, and I again want to apologize for the very like the strangely un you know, obviously unplanned tradition of uh, episodes coming out a little late recently um to you know before it's just sort of been the lazy the lazy days of summer um you know delaying my my motivation to do things like this, and also um I actually have a pretty valid excuse this time uh there was some problems with my college housing that uh event that you know could have potentially made it so I had nowhere to live once the college once college time actually came so I had to deal with that first obviously um but you know for now uh you know for what it's worth I am getting the episode out albeit a couple of days late uh of course this only applies if you're listening on the first day that it's released uh but if you're listening to it any day afterwards then this barely affects you but it's good to know at least my My thought process when going into this, you know, I I, I don't like getting episodes out late, but in the grand scheme of things, it really doesn't matter because, you know, at least at the time of recording this episode, I don't really have too much of a... um, A super, you know, acute following and, you know, people aren't begging for episodes to be released. So, you know, it it being more of a personal project for myself, I don't think I necessarily had to explain myself, but I do like to, you know, go through the notions of of why uh, episodes are coming out late, just so you know my general thought process when it comes to this podcast. Anyway, Let's get on with this episode that I think is going to be different from a lot of the other episodes that have been happening recently, um, you know, well, before episodes were sort of wrought with with news and you know the 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 segments that we normally do on the podcast sort of filling up the time albeit them being a little bit shorter but this time there are so many new things to talk about it's it's crazy I like I wish that I could take all of this stuff and sort of spread it out within the last three episodes that have come out that are like have been super lazy and have nothing to talk about but this time I just have so many things to say. So I'm going to get right into it, right into the news. And then uh today's topic is a little bit less of a uh important one and more of just a quick speculation uh to discuss, but an important one nonetheless. Uh anyway, I hope you're ready to talk about a lot of new things going on in the Pokémon scope, you know. Um first of all, I want to address the elephant in the room or I guess better for better words, the Beedoo in the room. Um there was a Bidoof Day thing that happened. Like, you know, a lot of games had like a bidoof event. Like the like the Pokemon Go had the Bidoof Breakout. I'm pretty sure Masters EX also had a Bidoof Day. Let me see if I can find it. Like the Pokemon Trading Card game online had people if people logged on between July first and July seventh, they got a bidoof box. Um Pokemon Masters had yeah here we go Bidoof day event is now live in Pokemon Masters EX. Obviously this was this was like before, but still uh it it gave them four hundred gems for three days of logging in between now, which I think is like July 2nd and July 8th, which like that's why why? What is Bidoof Day? Why why all of a sudden is Bidoof becoming a thing? And even on the official Pokemon Twitter and the official Pokemon YouTube channel they made a video talking about Bidoof. I forget what the actual video concept was because I was so taken back by the actual content of the video. It was a Rickroll, a Bidoof Rickroll from the official, mind you, the official Pokemon company. And I'm like, you know, I I don't know I don't know what to make of this. I don't know what their obsession with Bidoof is right now, but I'm I mean I'm I love it. Don't get me wrong, but I just I just I don't know. It's not like an April Fool's event. I mean, it's the middle of July. or It's the beginning of July. I have no idea why or or what why this is happening. <laughs> um, but it is, and and BDUF Day is. Apparently a, a a worldwide and, and multi game event that is over now, I guess. It just it just sort of came and gone like, like the wind. Bidoof Day happened and Bidoof Day is over. Who will Bidoof Day come back? Only Bidoof tell. It's like Groundhog Day, but with Bidoof. I have no idea what I'm even talking about anymore. It it was weird. It was it was funny, and it but it was weird. And like when we talk about the merch a little later, there there was some, there was even some bidoof merch. It's not you're not safe even from the real world. B-Doof is taking over the the real world merch with plushies and and bidoof things to buy. I don't understand. I mean, I don't really have to understand. It's just bidoof. but still, you know, it's something worth talking about. I think. Anyway, uh, in line with the usual, you know, um, news segments that we have in, uh, the general news segments, um, Original Stitch has new products, new shirts, uh, Polo Shirt Sports, a streamlined kind of shirt that can have embroidery on it, or one or two designs featuring Pip, Pikachu or Piplup. This is all coming from Serebii, by the way. My, their words, not mine. Um, so, you know, Original Stitch, again, pretty much every single episode gets, like, new stuff that you can buy. Um, so check out OriginalStitch.com slash Pokemon, um, to see all of their details. Eventually, I will have enough money that I can afford (laughs) something from Original Stitch. Their shirts are very expensive, but I believe, you know, the reason is because they're extremely high quality. So eventually I will get something from that and I will talk about it on the podcast and I will flaunt it to all my friends and, and strangers that I spent $90 on a Pikachu polo shirt. But until then I will go Pikachu polo shirtless and we will continue on. There is a new TCG set, um, in line with the 25th anniversary. Um, it's, I mean, it's, it's, I think it might be Japanese only. That might not be true. Let me, let me look. I saw like Japanese only in the, in like the headline, but I don't know if Japan, if it is actually only Japanese only. It's called, it's called Celebrations because it's the, I wonder why it's celebrating the, uh, the 20th anniversary, 25th anniversary of Pokemon. It does say here, um, following the reveal of Pokemon celebrations yesterday, the Japanese version of the 25th anniversary set has been revealed. Okay, hold on. So I think, I think when I looked at this, It was. I think it's because it was at the very, very end of June. Hold on, let me look at this. It might. It might have been. It might have just been that I. That I. I scroll. I scroll back too far. Yep. Here it is. Pokemon Company International have announced a new set to celebrate Pokemon's 25th anniversary celebrations. Small set features over 45 cards. A a subset remakes of 25 classic cards four Pokémon V and two Pokémon VMAX, including returning mechanics such as Dark Pokémon, Delta Species, and Pokémon C, Pokémon Star, Light Pokémon, Pokémon X, or Level X Pokémon, Pokémon Prime, and Pokémon V Union, with and remade cards including Base set Charizard, Umbreon Star, and Tapu Lele GX. Oh my god, there's so many things here. Can I look at this? There's no card list on Cerebi yet, but oh my god. I guess it really is a celebration of, like, every single d- d- thing. That really, uh, really brought back some nostalgia in me real quick with, like, you know, the Delta species and stuff and the, you know, base set Charizard. That's crazy. Well, I'm hoping that there will be a, um, I'm hoping that there'll be a, a card list at some point revealed because I'm very interested in seeing what that is. Very nice, you know, nice to see them sort of celebrating Uh, the 25th anniversary by calling back to the roots you know the 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 original nostalgic pokemon tcg that every pokemon fan remembers you know the base set pokemon the original the classic cards they're remaking classic cards it's always exciting um but yeah I'm, i'm looking forward to that still more to go uh pokemon master's journey or pokemon sorry I messed that up. Pokémon Master Journeys, the anime, is what I'm trying to say, uh, is coming out on Netflix. It's, um, I think, like, the first 12 episodes? Let me find the, um, the sort of official release thing. Um, Aha, uh-huh, found it. The release of Pokémon Master Journeys' first 12 episodes has been announced for the U.S. They will be added to Netflix on September 10th, 2021, and later in other territories. Alongside this, a new trailer has been released. I'm not going to bother watching the trailer. <laughs> I don't usually talk about the anime on this podcast, mostly because I don't watch it. Um, and it's kind of hard to talk about a show that you don't watch. Um, but, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm always down to talking about releases like this. And, you know, maybe because it's coming out on Netflix, maybe I'll actually give it a watch and, and sort of, you know, uh, talk about it. I might do something where, like, for the next couple episodes, maybe I cover, like, one or two episodes per, you know, per episode of Evocast, and just sort of go through the original 12, the the first 12 episodes, and just sort of talk about them, kind of like I did with Twilight Wings, Um, but we'll see. I'm not really a a huge fan. I'm not really super into uh, watching the anime, at least the more recent anime. It doesn't really strike my fancy very much, but who knows, we'll see, um, uh, but yeah, coming out on Netflix, I think it was, like, originally planned to come out on Netflix, like, a while ago, but I, like, we just never heard anything else about it until now, so I'm glad we're finally hearing something about it, um, and speaking of the anime, um, you know, a little bit of a, again, I don't usually like to talk about the anime, but, um, there is a, there was a special, um, that aired in Japan today, which was the, the uh, the 7th of, of, Ju- of July. Um, and, you know, obviously will be coming back, will be coming to the U.S., you know, when it gets dubbed. Um, but there's an episode, a sort of special that features, um, Darkrai and Cresselia that, that, um, includes Dawn. She sort of comes back for like a little, you know, mini arc, um, you know, it's good to see some familiar faces coming back and in, uh in, in the new anime. Of course I loved the generation four anime <laughs> when I was a kid. That's sort of when when I stopped. Like uh, I watched like the first four generations of, of anime and then, you know, I never really watched the um I never watched the fifth one or ever anything really past that. Gen four was kind of my last um you know, embarking in the anime. So You know, if I ever do talk about the anime, it'll most likely be somewhere in that range. But, um, you know, even then, it's good to see a familiar face coming back. Next is a little bit of a, like, a continuation from last episode, where, um, if you remember, if you listened to last episode, I talked about Pokemon Unite. Uh, You know, there was a new trailer, a new cinematic trailer that got released, and, you know, um, a lot of hype surrounding the game. Uh, and I mentioned last episode that I was like, you know, um, if it ever, if it comes out between now or now being last episode and this episode that I would play it and I would talk about it on, on the, on the, the podcast. But unfortunately it has not been released yet. Uh, it just, it, we don't have an actual release date yet. It literally just says July, 2021. So, uh, who knows <laughs> maybe next episode, but I, I literally can't promise anything. Cause I just don't know. Um, I thought we would have had a release date by now um but so you know j- just letting you know that uh the game's literally not out at least at the time of recording this episode um and but as soon as it is I'll I you know I'll give it a good I'll give it a good try and definitely talk about it extensively I'm hoping to at least um you know it might take a little while for me to really get get into the game and really start you know really get um some you know good experiences to talk about i don't want to play the game for like two seconds and then talk about it kind of like i did with new pokemon snap i this game is something that i i think i really want to experience firsthand maybe for a couple of months or maybe for a couple of weeks you know uh, when the game first comes out so i will talk about it as soon as i can but in order to make, you know, this this new segment a little bit less excruciating, because I, I trust me, I know it can drag on uh, and, and especially today because there's a lot of things to talk about. Um, there's something new going on uh, that I think will maybe pique your interest back up. You know, wake up. I can't snap. But if I could, I would be snapping right now. Wake up. Come on. Let's get back into it. We got we got we got some more things to talk about. Some something exciting. Uh, the Pokemon Company have announced a new project in Japan called Pokemon Wonder. Uh, this is a ticketed event that takes place in a four four five hundred square meter forest in Yomi in Yomi Yomiuri Yomiuri land. Cannot read Japanese. It's not even Japanese. It's it's Romaji, but I still can't read it. And features Pokemon throughout the natural environment. It's run by Doctor Creso and her research team. A new canonical a new Canon Pokemon professor. Uh, It has over 50 Pokemon across two courses, Ancient Stonewall and Whispering Bamboo Grove, and is an experience that takes around 90 minutes for up to six participants at once. So it's like a Pokemon theme park that literally lets you see Pokemon. Uh, You know, it's, it's it's like a theme park ride, but it's like, you know, you sort of go on this like tour, you see cool Pokemon, things like that. It looks like you even have like a like, a little checklist, you know, and, like, messages from, from the Pokemon professor. This is cool, yeah. I really hope this, that something like this comes to, comes to, um, you know, uh, comes to the U.S., because I would love to look at something like this. This is, is so cool. Um, you know, Pokemon have been very real life oriented recently, Uh, you know, uh, they're very focused on, on, on real experiences, um, sort of like that archaeology, you know, that, that, like, fossil thing that happened or is happening, which actually I will be talking about a little later, um, but, you know, and, like, the Pokemon Plane Project or whatever that was called, um, but, you know, I, I'm really enjoying how they're sort of branching out and looking more into, into real life. It's, it's cool. I mean, like, I, I'm jealous. I wish that I was a kid that grew up in this, in this generation of, like, you know, in Japan, like literally, hey, you know, those cool Pokemon games that you like, you can literally go to a theme park, walk around and see Pokemon. You know, obviously they're not real Pokemon, but don't tell the kids, you know, that that's, that's the wonder, the Pokemon wonder. You see, you see where I'm going with this? It's cool. I, I, I'm i I'm jealous. I wish I was a kid again, so I could experience the wonder of Pokemon wonder. And like literally everything else Pokemon has brought out for, you know, kids these days. Um, I, I sound like an old, an old woman, but, but still, you know, it's, it's exciting for, for everyone involved. And, uh, I, I really hope that they sort of branch out and, you know, wink, wink, bring this kind of stuff to the U S because me and I'm sure hundreds of thousands of other people would love to experience this. (laughs) Um, if you're listening, Japanese Pokemon, you know, CEO, please, God finally, for the, for the general things, don't worry, we still have plenty of things to say, there, okay, this is, this is something that I didn't expect to ever see, and, and I don't, genuinely, I don't really know how to feel about this, this was, this was announced on June 30th, 2021, and I, I still, in fact, actually, hold on, this is literally coming out today. I mean, I'm recording this episode after midnight. It's literally coming out today. And I say coming out as in, um, it's Oreo. Oreo is partnering with Pokemon and they, they're even saying, you know, like they just made a tweet, woke up feeling like dropping some news, new flavor announcement coming at at 12 PM. Did you catch the announcement? What was it? Wait, this isn't related to the, Okay, hold on. For some context, Oreo made made an announcement saying that they were partnering with Pokemon <laughs> on the ninth, which which is lit, which is today, the day that I'm recording this episode and 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 then they're like, oh, they're, they're like oh let, let's make a big announcement. There's two new flavors of Oreo coming and it's not the Pokemon ones. It's it's just it's completely different. they're announcing like a lot of things. This has just become an Oreo podcast now. No, no more extreme Evo cast. This is extreme Oreo cast. I mean, like Oreo is partnering with Pokemon. That's literally all I have to say here, but i I'm confused more so on the the fact that they are announcing they are partnering with Pokemon as well as announcing two new flavors literally 15 hours before this announcement or before me looking at this tweet. So who knows the, the people, the marketing people at Oreo are just, are just putting all of their eggs in one basket. You know, they're like, let's just announce all of it at the same time. I, real talk though, I have absolutely no idea what a Pokemon partnering with, with Oreo could be. Pikachu Oreos, are they going to make, are they going to make an, are they going to release an Oreo Pokemon in generation nine? Are they, I mean, is that, is that, is that the, is that the the timeline that we're in? Are they going to, are they going to start making brand Pokemon? I don't know. And I'm, I'm honestly scared to find out. I, I like, you know, obviously tomorrow I will see, and unfortunately I will not be able to talk about it on this podcast, but, but good Lord, I hope the world is ready for what Oreo is about to release. Anyway, moving on from that, that, that honestly very scary announcement, let's move on to the, to the more specific news. And, and don't worry, we don't really have nearly as many things. Um, obviously with, with this sort of triad, uh, Pokemon Go is up first. Pokemon Go has some, actually some, some, some interesting things. There's a lot of changes coming to Pokemon Go. Um, a lot of new things. (laughs) Um, for example, uh, raid battles are changing. Um, according to Serbi.net, it says uh, new changes to raid battles are now, li- now live in Pokemon Go. The raid battles have a different look when you play them, and when competing in raid battles, trainers will get shown off for completing certain tasks, such as the longest Pokemon, well, the, the longest of Pokemon was active, furthest distance to the raid, and etc. Um, they have some, some, some new looks, so new, new, you know, new graphical updates for the raids. I haven't actually seen what it is yet. You know, serbi doesn't have, have like a, a, an example here, but, uh, I'm sure it looks great. <laughs> uh, and, and similarly, uh, changes are happening to the, the Pokedex in Pokemon Co. The new Pokedex allows you to see various Pokemon you've caught in various categories, including four stars, shinies, luckies, shadows, events, and more. Um nothing you know, no uh no it's it's rolling out to players at, at random as part of a test and it's unclear when it'll hit for all players. So Pokemon Go is are are going through some some you know some spring cleaning right now. New changes, the Pokedex is changing, raids are changing, um there's new sky boxes, like the di- different colors of the sky, clouds, lighting, you you know, Pokemon Go is going through a little bit of a of a of a graphical update. And you know, it's nice to see. Uh, nothing nothing crazy, just like some, you know, general quality of life changes that I think a lot of people will appreciate. Pokemon Go is also getting something for its 5th anniversary, not the 25th anniversary of Pokemon, but Pokemon Go's 5th anniversary, um, which is actually out now. It's rolling out as of, uh, the 6th of, of, of July, so, um, it says Niantic have announced the next Pokemon Go event. The event is the 5th anniversary event and is due to run from July 6th to July 15th. Uh, it introduces Shiny Darumaka to the game, or as Serby Sir, as puts it, uh, Shiny Darumaka 2 to the game. Darumaka and Flying Pikachu will appear more frequently in the wild. Chespin, Fennekin, Darumaka, Froakie, and Pikachu will be in one-star raids. Uh, there will be a collection challenge giving a reward of Flying Pikachu, as well as, as well as rare candy and Pokeballs. There's just a bunch of stuff. You know, a lot of cool, just like random things happening uh, for the 5th anniversary of Pokemon, uh, or Pokemon Go, excuse me. Um, so yeah, new event happening. Uh, it's active right now if you're listening to this soon after it's released, so go check that out moving on, let's, let, let's get, let's get out of the, you know, sort of just promoting Pokemon's events in their games, uh, let's finish up the Pokemon Masters EX, um, section real quick, only got, like, one or two things, um, which, the, the second thing is the Bidoof Day that I already mentioned, so really just one thing, uh, and it is that, something that, that actually surprised me quite a bit, um, Ingo and Emmett from the, uh, from the Battle Subway, are being added, you know, from black and white, those two like black and white dudes with the big coats and hats, they're coming to Pokemon Masters, they're, they're here, uh, you can get Ingo and Excadrill and Emmett and Archeops, um, through, through special Pokefair scouts that are available now, and the event runs until July 15th, 2021, um, the, the event is, is called All Aboard the Victory Train, um, so if you play Pokemon masters and are interested in these two which honestly I would be i think these are I think their designs are really cool um and I've always you know two of my favorite characters in black and white seeing them sort of get some new light is is very nice um yeah if you want to check that out you it's they're they're doing it they' it's live go ahead what are you waiting for Oh boy. I am wiping the sweat off of my metaphorical brow. Uh, I, we are going to do something that I don't normally do. Um, let's do random Pokemon of the week. Let's take a break from the news. It's been almost 25 minutes of news. I'm tired of it. I want to, I want to move on to something that's more, more traditional, something that's more, more, you know, something that, that's more opinionated, things I can actually talk about. Um, but so, you know, and, and perfect for this occasion is everybody's favorite segment, where we talk about a random Pokemon every single episode. This Pokemon is number 17. I think a lot of people might actually be able to guess this one, but though, it's a little bit of an odd one. Think about it. Think about number 17. Think about the Kanto Pokemon. Um, I'll give you a second. Number 17 is Pidgeotto, um, who I'm just realizing now, in Japanese, literally... His name is just Pigeon. Well, oh, Pidgey's Japanese name is Popo, 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 Pigeon, and Pidgeot. Well, you know it's whatever, Pigeon, or Pidgeon maybe. The lost evolution, and then po- Popo, Popo. It's so cute for Pidgey. Pidgey Pidgeot. sorry, is the bird Pokemon. <laughs> uh, li- and I'm not just saying that. That's literally its classification. It's the bird Pokemon. Um, Pidgeotto is a dual-type normal flying Pokemon introduced in Generation 1. It evolves from Pidgey starting at level 18 and evolves into Pidgeot starting at level 6. Uh, Pidgeotto is 50-50 male-female ratio. Not sure why I decided to start with that one. Just the-the-the pretty colors caught my eye. Uh, it can either have Keen Eye or Tangled Feet as its-as its ability and Big Pecs as its hidden ability. Um it is 3 foot 7 inches or 1.1 meters, 66.1 pounds or 30 kilograms. Pidgeotto is, is one of those Pokemon. I think that like, it's such a classic. I mean, like that could be said about literally every single Gen 1 Pokemon, but like, it's one of those weird ones, you know? I mean, it's, it's, it's the middle stage though. Like, I think, I think Pidgeotto is much more iconic, uh, than, than, you know, normal middle stage Pokemon. Pidgey, though, like, I remember as a kid, and I'm pretty sure literally everyone can, can, uh, you know, uh, attest to this confusing Pidgeotto and Pidgeot because their names are so similar, um, but Pidgeotto, you know, it's, I have opinions about these Pokemon. I sort of talked about them briefly in my, um, in the episode of Evocast where I did the, um, where I, I I tier listed every single Gen One Pokemon with uh with my good friend Max, if you want to hear probably some more honestly some more opinions about Pidgeotto there, um it's probably the best place to do it, <laughs> uh you know it's I'm not gonna go too far into it this time but it's it's kind of just a burden you know I mean I have a soft spot for the Pidgey line it's you know I mean who doesn't it's it's good you know it's fine it's it's Pidgeot or it's Pidgeotto I'm even confusing them now There's, there's no stopping it Pidgeotto is is destined to just be the one that's like oh is that Pidgeot nope that's just Pidgeotto but you know I mean it's got some it's got some interesting things going on it's sort of just a bigger Pidgey and a smaller Pidgeot I guess that's the point of being a middle evolution but but you know what I mean um let's, let's look at it shiny first off. Let's, let's do some, let's do some, some shiny looking. I, you know, I'm not going to be the one to really have this, this, this conversation right now. Um, but God, the, the sprite for it's, it's black and white, um, it's black and white sprite is, is amazing. It's so dynamic. It's really cool. You know, it's got it. it makes this Pokemon look interesting. <laughs> uh, and then the, you know, the um the the 3D sprite is maybe a little bit less so, a little bit less dynamic, a little more stiff, which I guess is a is you know an argument made by a lot of people when talking about the um the 3D sprites over over the 3D models over the over the sprites from black and white. Um, but I will maybe tackle that episode, tackle that, that concept in another episode, but for now, you know, it hasn't, that has nothing to do with the shiny form, they look pretty much identical in every game, uh, even 3D models included, so, um, you know, I, I actually don't mind the shiny all that much, it doesn't actually look nearly as bad as I thought it would, it does certainly look better, I think, in its sprites and its 3D models, but, uh, they're not different colors or anything, um, so, you know, it, it's kind of it's hard to make the distinction, but but like, it's hard to not be biased, I mean, but like still, you know, it doesn't technically change anything, so I'm not going to I'm not going to 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 give it a separate score like I did with a couple other Pokémon with their 3D models, but I will say that the black and white sprites and and, and to an extent the diamond and pearl sprites really give a, a good Make a, make a good case for this Pokemon shiny being cool. I mean, like it, it sort of becomes this like lighter green, lighter yellow green, and then like it's 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 red and and you know white or you know red and yellow tail feathers and and feathers on its head become like a like a golden and white. It it doesn't actually look that bad. Uh, all things considered, I mean, I remember getting a shiny Pokemon, like getting this Pokemon shiny in in Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee, so many times because it's, it's it's so common. But like, I never really looked at it like this. It's not actually all that bad, all things considered. I I don't think I'm gonna give this one nearly as low as a score as I thought I would. Um, I am going to say this might surprise some of you. I'm going to say six out of ten. I think it's better. Than most, it's not fantastic, but it's certainly better than what I expected. I don't think I don't think it's really that bad. And I, I, I like I said, I'm I'm really surprised about this. Anyway, let's move on. Let's let's talk a little bit more about Pidgeotto. Pidgeotto's early English name was the same as its evolved form, Pidgeot. Really, it just like the, they were just the same. Oh, I see. Pidgey, Pidgeotto in, in in the in the in the in the, uh, in the red and blue beta, it was literally just called Pidgeot instead of Pidgeotto, and I guess that Pidgeot didn't exist, or like it 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 sort of had like a um a distinction in that Pidgeot or Pidgeotto had two T's and Pidgeot only had one. Boy, am I glad that that that's not actually what happened. Wow, there are some really um, interesting Pokemon here that, that, may, I should talk about this in an episode. <laughs> there are some very interesting, uh, names here. Like, for example, Jigglypuff just being named Pudding, and Wigglytuff being named Custard. Arcanine literally just being named Blaze. Okay, Poliwag literally just being named Aqua. I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go into this right now. That That's for another episode. But, uh, Pidgeotto's name used to just be Pidgeot with two T's, which, I'm boy, am I glad they made the distinction, but I wish they made a little bit more of a distinction, because even then, Pidgeotto is not that different. Uh, Pidgeotto is the only Pokemon with a base stat total of 349. So interesting, you know, forgive me for being a little facetious, but there's a point where, where, where I have to draw a line here. Let's look at Let's look at at, at, at uh, Red Rescue Team, Blue Rescue Team phrases here. From 100% to half HP, it says, I'll drop foes with my sharp claws. From, from, from half to quarter, it says, My HP's been halved. This is a bit rough. Uh, quarter to 1%, it says, I'm nearly done. It hurts to fly. Jesus. And then level up is leveled up. My claws have grown sharper. <laughs> you know, I... I like that they've sort of added a little bit of personality to this thing. It's cute, you know. It's not. It's not too bad. They they did they did a good job with what they had. Pidgeotto is not necessarily the most personality uh, based Pokemon. You know, I, I feel bad. Maybe I'm roasting this Pokemon more than I have to, but um, I feel like if we had gotten Pidgey or Pidgeot, even things would be a little bit more interesting. You know, we could talk about Mega Pidgeot. Pidgey, is such an iconic Pokemon, but 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 was just sort of not, you know, it's sort of just the, the worst of both of those two, and and, and yeah, I feel bad, maybe, maybe I'm roasting Pidgeot a little bit more than I have to, but, but do you really blame me? And, and, you know, I mean, even then, I've already given my, my, my shiny rating, I'm not gonna go over, it's, it's on competitiveness, because I highly doubt there's any, it's a middle evolution, so who knows, um, and, and I think that's about it. All right, let's look at some merch. I know, I know you want to, I know you're ready for it. I know you're ready to look at all of the cool, you know, paraphernalia you can, you can buy now. You can, you can empty your wallet and, and grab all those Pokemon merchandise that you, that you've been striving for. Anyway, let's look at some merch. Uh, there are no plushies yet. Plushies will come later. That's, that's, if you know, you know, you know, uh, first of all, uh, there is a new set of figures called the Pokemon gardening line, uh, which has, you know, some very cute figures of, of Pokemon doing some gardening as well as some plant, plant Pokemon, some grass Pokemon, Oddish, Bulbasaur, Maractus, which I'm, I'm a fan of Squirtle. No idea what you're doing here, buddy, but you know, I, I I can see your hearts in it. Uh, Pikachu gardening and Pikachu gardening again. Very, very cute for the, for the summer question mark, but, you know, cute nonetheless. Next up are an official, uh, thing from the U.S. and Canadian Pokemon Center called Pokemon Pixel Pins. Um, well, they're not new, but new Pixel Pins have been added. You know, they're exactly what they, what you think they are. They're, uh, they're pins that are sort of, you know, uh, they, they have the, the, the Pixel Pokemon from, from the Pokemon games. You know, you know, the video games, everyone. Um, this time, featuring some water-type Pokemon from Generation 1, Slopoke line, Starmie line, Star line, and Seal line. Let's see if there's any other ones. Uh, let's look at, let's let's look up Pixel, what? Pixel pens? Oh yeah, here we go. Lapras, the, the starters. There's a, oh, there's a bunch of them, actually. There's like a, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of Pokemon, like almost every Gen One Pokemon. That's not true, but uh, quite a few of them actually. Spearow, Fierow. Oh yeah, here are the here are the new ones. There's also goldine and, Sla- and Sea King, uh, and Tentacle and Tentacruel. Those are the new the new water types. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know that there's been a, a great amount of of urge for me to spend money not on the polo shirts, but this time on the jewelry, uh, you know, they, they had, like, a Lucario, and, like, Riolu, ju- like, ring, like, golden ring, like, last time I looked at these, and, and, and some of them are, are insane, uh, now there are, uh, Eevee rings, Eevee, um, they're, you know, they're, like, they're gold, they're, they're silver, they're bronze, and they're $165, uh, they're, and that's on sale, uh, from you, Treasure. If, if you wanted, if you wanted Pokemon rings, there you go. I'm going to get married to my future partner with, with an Eevee ring. I think that's only fair. I think, you know, I think that like, what, what better way to, to symbolize the matrimony of, of lifelong partnership with, uh, an EV ring. Uh, you know, I say that, I'm saying that sort of like it's a punchline, but I'm kind of serious. I, I, I think, I think it would be adorable. Uh, there is a new sort of like battle, they're called battle figures. They're just like, you know, you know, when you go to Walmart and you see the, the, you go to the toy aisle and you see the Pokemon figures, just like they, like they, they kind of look like they're off-brand, but they're not actually off-brand. Well, they're coming out with more of those and, uh, they include Pokemon like, uh, Pikachu, who would have guessed? Bulbasaur, Squirtle, Charmander, who would have guessed? Why not? Uh, Why not? Uh, Boltund, Appleton, and my personal favorite, Leafyion and Glaceon. Uh, there are new figures coming from the Capgara line. Uh, never heard of them, but th- that's what it is. Uh, and it's 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 a line of Gotcha toys. Um, and uh, from Pokey Jungle, the, all, most of the merch comes from Pokey Jungle. It says uh, new Capgara. New sorry, new Capchara. Not Capgara. No idea where that came from. Capchara. Gotcha toys are coming to Japan from Bandai, um, and you know it. It features Pikachu, Sobble, Yamper, and actually something. The reason why I included this, I don't usually include things like this, but uh, a, a Poltegeist one, and you can actually get an antique version. I thought that was kind of cute. You, know, you can, you know, uh, not only can you get Poltegeist in in this little figure, but you can also get, uh, you know like in, in the Pokemon games, you can get a, uh, you can get an antique version. Who knows if they're just as rare, but, uh, still, it has the seal of authentication on the bottom, and, uh, you know, that they, 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 it looks nothing, it, it looks exactly the same, so that, you know, adding a little bit of, uh, incentive to maybe spend more money on Gotcha. <laughs> and, finally, what I sort of hinted at earlier, um, was the, the, the Pokemon Fossil Museum Expedition, uh, that, 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 that's traveling Japan, sort of, you know, that thing that I talked about last time that, that goes through, you know, uh, it sort of is like a, like a traveling museum and it, it shows off the relationships between, between, uh, you know, the, po- the fossil Pokemon and their real life counterparts. We, we already talked about this, but, uh, there are new lines of merch uh, that are, that are sort of coming out with the release of this, including a plushie, you know, God forbid I talk about a plushie before, uh, you know, b- before plentiful plushies, but, uh, a plushie of Excavator Pikachu, absolutely adorable. Things like, you know, mugs, shirts, bags, bandanas, all kinds of things, a notebook, folders, posters, pens, pins, everything, anything you could possibly imagine, everything that you would find in, to nobody's surprise, you know, a gift shop. (laughs) Um, but it's cool seeing this. I'm, I'm very excited for this to maybe eventually come to the U.S. I think, uh, you know, if it ever comes out by the time that I have kids, I would love to bring my kids to something like this, which is again, sort of, I've, I said that like, I, like I have kids already. I don't have kids. I'm 22. Um, but, you know, this is sort of what I was talking about with the, with the release of, of, of things like this, you know, the real world sort of Pokemon e- expeditions you can go on and, you know, like I said, I was jealous that, that younger me couldn't do it. Well, maybe eventually I can bring kind of younger me there. This is not the time for daydreaming about my future, you know, children endeavors. What I'm trying to say is that I'm excited for it. Uh, and I think, think it's, I think it's genuinely going to be good for, you know, sort of, uh, younger Pokemon fans and also older Pokemon fans like me who love, who love stuff like this. Um, I'm hoping it comes to the US. I would love to see something like this. It's very cool. Uh, I'm glad that we've sort of gotten a preview already for the merch. And also there's like a huge statue of, um, of uh, what I can assume is a a life-size Tyrantrum, uh, fossil, which is really cool. Like super, super cool. Um, and you know, I'm, I'm really excited to see what, uh, what more, like, I didn't realize it was going to be like, huge exhibits and stuff, I mean, you know, that's sort of a bigger scale than what I expected, but I'm, I'm, I'm even more excited than I was already. Now, it is time, not sure where I was going with that, but it is time for Plentiful Plushies, everyone's favorite, no, uh, the, the segment we talk about plushies, plushies that you can get right now, huggable, lovable, adorable Pokemon plushies. Uh, that you can get right now, usually, uh, unless stated otherwise. Anyway, let's get to it. Uh, first of all, I <laughs> I wrote down in my Google Docs, you know, I have a Google Doc of, of sort of what I talk about every episode. I wrote down in my Google Doc, just underneath Plentiful Plutchies, Sinnoh. It, you know, I mean, like, there there do be a, a generation of Pokemon called Sinnoh, but I knew, I knew, I, I must have just immediately lost my train of thought I mean I wrote this I wrote this 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 guide like a couple days ago but uh I know exactly thankfully for me I know exactly what uh past lily was on about um and there is a uh Pikachu plushies who would have guessed there's always new Pikachu plushies I mean we even had the arche- ar- archeologist po- Pikachu plushie there's always new Pikachu plushies um but there is Pikachu plushies based on the Sinnoh. um protagonists, um, of, you know, Lucas and Don, absolutely adorable, uh, and Sinnoh is actually kind of a, um, common theme here, uh, with the plushies, we have a absolutely massive Piplup plushie, just huge, like, know, and I mean huge, I mean huge, a giant Piplup plushie, it, "Quote unquote relaxed size." It's it, oh my god! It's the cutest thing I've ever seen in my life. It's a hundred and fifty dollars. I wish it wasn't so expensive. I want it. Oh my god! Seriously, go go on Pokey Jungle right now. Look at their post from July first. Gigantic piplup, huge, absolutely massive piplup plushie. G- good lord. Um, I I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna scroll away from it now because I could look at it for the rest of my life. I think. Um, there is also a new, um, a preview of some new Pokemon plushies coming from, uh, San Iboki. I, I completely, I apologize if I, uh, butchered that name, um, but it's called the All-Star Collection Series 17, uh, and there are Latios and Latias, Swinub, Wigglytuff, Show, Arcanine, Tyranitar, Frostlass, Milotic, Gardevoir, sounds like the Pokey rap, Zero Aura, Greninja, Poliwag, and Togepi, and, uh, the Galarian birds, or not the Galarian birds, the Canto birds, the Cantonian Galarian birds, Moltres, Zapdos, and Articuno. Uh, super cute. I- I'm glad we're, we're seeing some, some plushies of some, um, you know, pretty obscure Pokemon. Frost Frostlass Tyranitar, I guess. Not not really, but, you know, it's a thought that counts. Swinub, you know, that's always good. There is a line that I think is simply called the Huggable. The Huggable Pokemon? It sounds like a, a species of Pokemon in its own. I'm going to try and find this here. Huggable Pokemon. Here they are. And Huggable, they certainly are. They're just huge, round, squishy, adorable, cheapy Pokemon. Like, and when I mean huge, I mean they're huge. Like, they're they're as big as the Piplup. I know that it's sort of lost in an audio medium how big these Pokemon are, but, uh, as PokeJungle puts it, so cute, so derpy, and I, I could not agree more. Um, they're coming to, it's just a preview. No, uh, no, no, no coming to just yet. Uh, no idea if it's just going to be in Japan or what, but, um, they are adorable, and I'm hoping. I'm. I'm glad. I'm. I'm excited. And finally, you know, I, it. It had to happen. It had to. It had to be. It had to be brought up again. There's no escaping it. Um. I, I guess it's a good. It's a good opportunity for me to to segue into the topic of today's episode. It's Bidoof again. We're talking about Bidoof again. Um. There is a a B-Doof hat. <laughs> um. It's literally just like it looks like a bidoof on your head. It's super cute. I love it. Uh and a bidoof like a road sign that says caution be doof zone. And I was really, really hoping to pick this up. Uh, but unfortunately I believe both of them are sold out. Uh no idea when those will be coming back. I'm really hoping that they'll come back in the future. I really, I really would love that caution be zone uh, you know, sort of road sign to hang up in my um hang up in my room or something in my dorm at college, but unfortunately, uh, not something that is available right now. Actually, the Beedoof hat is, uh, so if you want the, uh, if you want the, uh, the Beedoof hat, it's still available for you once again no idea what is uh, the Pokemon company's obsession with Bidoof at the moment or I guess in the last couple days it's sort of over now but no idea what sort of prompted this uh, this Bidoof, you know overtaking uh, of the of the Pokemon company I mean they even changed like their picture to bedoof and their like their their title on Twitter to like bedoo or something and then they Rickrolled everyone uh, with Bidoof you know, I, I guess it could be related to, you know, I mean, Sinnoh is a huge, is a huge talking point right now. Sinnoh is like, obviously with the release of, of, um, the remakes and, and, uh, Pokemon Legends, Arceus coming out soon. Um, Sinnoh is fresh on the mind for, for everybody, including this podcast, because we're actually talking about, uh, the remakes in today's topic. It's not something crazy. Uh, we're not, you know, I, I wouldn't count this as like, if you remember in like the very first episode of Evocast or the very couple first episodes of Evocast, I did Let's Talk Galar, which was like the whole, you know, it was like the, the big sort of episodical, uh, episodes in an episode kind of deal where, um, I would talk about the new Sword and Shield games. Um, not going to really be doing that for, um, for BDSP, but, um, there is, there is something specific to be talking about and i'm very very glad to be talking about this um you know i'm going to be i'm not i'm not going to be the first one to say there was some controversy with the look of the remakes of of bdsp and I was sort of, for the first time in a long time, I was sort of in the majority where I think that they kind of didn't look very good. Um, You know, the style has grown on me now, um, but at the time I was a little bit disappointed with the quality of the games. And it has been a talking point um, recently that the games are getting a graphical update or they're they're being graphically updated as time goes on because uh, there was a... Um, there, there was a release, uh, an announcement of the new model of the Nintendo Switch, the OLED model, um, which is being released on October 8th, something that I am learning for the first time now. Um, they, in this little trailer of the OLED model, I'm just going to call it the OLED model, in the OLED model, they showed, um, footage of brilliant diamond and shining pearl and the game looks so much better <laughs> they actually are making the game look better uh, you know people were skeptical people weren't sure if they, if they were actually going to be doing this or you know what the deal was if it was going to if it was going to look like this on launch but we know now that the game is going to look better which is which is ha- happy news to i think almost everybody including me you know um, I like I said, I'm gonna be the first one to admit that the game didn't really look all that good. Uh, you know, in retrospect, I think maybe I was, I was, I was buttering it up a little bit too much, and I am comfortable saying that I don't think the games looked very good when they were first revealed. But now, they look great. They look fantastic. I mean, like they look good. They look on, you know, on the scope of like Let's Go Pikachu, Eevee, uh, quality, and or even better, in my opinion. Uh, which I think those games look great, and at least we've seen the battles. I'm, 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 you know, I'm confident that the, the overworld and stuff and the player models and things like that, you know, the chibi style will also be updated, but, uh, the, the, the battles, the battle graphics look so good. You know, the models are updated. The, just like the general look of the game is so much cleaner, so much crisper. The textures are better. The, the, the models are more high quality and I'm, I'm really excited, uh, to, to talk more about this game, even more than I was now, because I'm actually happy with how the game looks, and, you know, I, you know me, if you, if you've listened to this podcast, or you just know me in general, I am not one to, uh, to err on the side of, uh, pessimism, but I am, I was a little pessimistic about it, uh, I usually like to look on the bright side, I usually like to, to say, like, oh, it's really not that bad, you know, things like that, but I was, you know, in retrospect, like I said, I was kind of, in reality, unhappy with how the games look, and now I am very happy to say that, you know, not that anyone cares, maybe, but I am very happy with how the games look, and and I think the general consensus is that the games look really good, uh, and, and people are genuinely proud of Game Freak, and we're, and, whoever's working on, on the game, I forget which company's working on the game, um, you know, are, are genuinely proud of Game Freak that, you know, they, they showed, um, you know, footage of the game and then it, it looks better now. Uh, i I'm, I'm excited. It makes me excited to see how the game is going to look even better in the future, uh, and I'm I'm even hoping that maybe this will carry over to Legends. You know, I mean, God knows that Legends didn't look perfect when it was revealed, but it certainly looked better than BDSP. Um, you know, and, and this brings high hopes that 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 even Legends will look better than it did in the launch, in the in the reveal trailer. Um, and you know, it's not uncommon for games to look different in their in their review in their reveal trailers than than on launch, but like. Pokemon has never really been one of those companies. You know, they usually show games when they're, when they're pretty close to done. Uh, and you know, a lot of the graphical things are already done, but, but, but BDSP, it looks great. Genuinely. I, I, I think it looks so much better. If you haven't seen the trailer, if you haven't seen the, you know, the footage of, of, uh, on, on Twitter or whatever, go look at it because you know I, and I and I genuinely don't think that I'm just being a little bit of a, of a positive person here uh, I, I I think that that a lot of people are very happy with the with the, the progress on the game and how it, it looks much better um and you know this isn't like a like a a game changer. I mean, I was going to get and talk about the game anyway, and I, I guarantee you that a lot of people were also going to get the game, even if it looked as it did in the in the launch trailer, um, or the review trailer, reveal trailer, excuse me. But, you know, it's good. It's just, it's nice to have the update. It's nice to have the comfort in knowing that the game might even look better than it does now what an episode, huh? You know, there was a lot of of news, there was a lot of talk, a lot of speculation. Um, You know, if this is your first time listening, episodes don't usually go like this. It's a lot more, it's a lot more topic heavy than news heavy. Um, You know, you know, I'm sort of one to explain things where there doesn't need to be explaining, but, um, you know, this episode was certainly a lot more news heavy than other ones. Um, But, like I said, there's just a lot of things to talk about. Things are happening in the Pokemon, in in Pokemon right now, in the scope, in the Pokemon world, things are happening, which is a huge contrast from literally two episodes ago, which I dubbed the Lazy Saga because there was absolutely nothing going on and almost nothing to talk about. Uh, But things are picking up now. BDSP is you know, a couple months around the corner, things are happening, things, events are happening, real world events, uh, games are getting updated, Pokemon Unite is coming out soon, Pokemon Journeys is coming to Netflix, the new Nintendo Switch is being released, you know, there's so many things to talk about, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm sure that I missed a couple things, you know, that are being released, or, you know, merch that's coming out, things like that, um, but, but it's an exciting time to be a Pokemon fan. There's so many new things happening. Uh, and it's crazy to think that, that just a couple episodes ago, like not even a month ago, there was really not that much. Uh, but now it's, you know, it's, it's picking up fast. And, and, and as someone who, who talks about Pokemon for, for a living, not really a living, but, you know, on this podcast, uh, I'm all for it and I'm, I'm really excited. Uh, but, of course, that is not the end of today's episode. We still have one more thing to talk about, which, of course, is everyone's favorite segment, the segment where we talk about a random move every episode, Move Tutor, Uh, and today's move is, I don't remember the number of it, uh, but it is Poison Powder. Poison Powder formatted as no space between poison and powder prior to Pokemon X and Y, is a non-damaging poison-type move introduced in Generation 1. It appears to be a poisoning counterpart to Sleep Powder and Stun Spore, as the accuracy, contest group, appeal, effects, Japanese names, and animation are all the same or very similar. They're They're also usually learned at the same level or in a similar pattern. Um, It is a poison type move. It uh, it is a category of status as a PP of 35, uh, power of nothing because it's a status move and an accuracy of 75%. Uh, From generation one to five, poison powder poisons the target. Who would have guessed, you know, poison and Steel type Pokemon are unaffected by poison powder. Uh, It also does not affect targets with immunity as their ability. Poison Powder could be used as part of a Pokemon contest combination, with the user gaining three extra appeal points if the move Sweet Scent was used in the prior turn. Uh, In Generation 6 and onwards, Grass-type Pokemon, Pokemon with Overcoat, and Pokemon holding the safety goggles are now immune to Poison Powder. I I didn't know that Grass-type Pokemon was immune to Poison Powder. It's interesting. I guess they're also immune to Sleep and Stun Spore, which... Sleep Powder and Stun Sport, which makes sense. Um, poison Powder can also be used as part of a contest spectacular combination, causing Hex, Venom Drench, and Venoshock Shock to give extra th- to give an extra three appeal points if used in the next turn. Uh, if powered up by Poison Z into Poison into Z Poison Powder, the user's defense stat rises by one stage. You know, Poison Powder is one of those moves that you know very Gen One heavy. Um, with the segments today, we know, we talked about Pidgeotto, and we talked about Poison Powder 2 of 2, classic, uh, moves-slash-Pokemon that I think maybe, uh, are a little bit looked over in terms of just, like, how common they are, and, you know, how much of a classic they are, um, but, you know, um, there's something to be said about moves like Poison Powder, it's, it, you know, it's a classic, Sleep Powder, Stun Spore, you know, Pokemon certainly would not be the same without them, but I don't think that anyone would necessarily miss them, um, There's no trivia (laughs) for poison powder. I mean, what 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 kind of thing would you even say about a move like poison powder? Um, But there is descriptions. Uh, A move that poisons the target. A move that may poison the foe. Scatters a toxic powder that may poison the foe. Ruby Sapphire Emerald mixing up a little. A cloud of toxic dust is scattered and may poison the foe. Uh, the user scatters a po- cloud of poisonous dust on the target and may poison the foe, blah, blah, blah. It's poison powder, poisonous powder, powder of poison, toxic dust, toxic powder, poisonous dust, you know, the song and dance. <laughs> and with that, uh, I hope you have an amazing rest of your day. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, go follow me, go follow the podcast, twitter.com, at evocast on Twitter, Um, also follow my personal at Lily Sion, uh, on Twitter. I do streams, I draw, I do all kinds of stuff. I have run this podcast. Um, if you want to support me, that is the way to do it. Um, any kind of rating on, you know, the iTunes store or any, any place where you can rate podcasts would help immensely. Even if it's a negative one, uh, you know, constructive criticism only helps, Um, and any sort of rating would, you know, um, help me learn how to improve this podcast and maybe get some other people into it. But that's going to do it for me for today. Thank you so much for listening, and I will see you in the next one. Bye!